All right, we're we're doing another show. I'm here with the, one of my dear friends, Farley Burge. Uh, for all you uh, fans of the uh, Jeff Hilliard crazy music videos, you will recognize Farley from the Good Life music video. Fucking yes. fantastic. Uh, one of uh, Hollywood's finest gems. He is a, a lovely fella. He's got a has a new podcast. He's doing. This is like a, almost like a. Like I'm, I'm helping promote other people. That's what that's what I yeah. dreamed about doing. Yeah, my, uh, my, my, I'm a micro influencer, Farley. Yeah, yes, yes, micro. Um, <laughs> Your uh, podcast is called "Just Don't Kill Yourself." Just don't kill yourself today. Today, but tomorrow you can, but yeah. not today. Not, not. Yeah, I, I actually, yeah. I was having a really bad day, and I had someone say to me, "Man, just don't kill yourself today." And I thought, well, that's a. That's a great thing because it's it's about you know just don't do that one stupid thing. Don't um, kill your mom today. Don't uh, you know masturbate in public today. Don't you know? Because sometimes people need to think about that before right. they do something really crazy. So right, Farley. Yeah. yeah. Tell me this. Where did you come from originally? I'm I think of you that you've come from another planet, possibly, and landed in Hollywood. Uh, no, no, I, I came from uh, Houston, Texas. I've been to Houston. Houston, I've yeah. The, I've been to the beer can house. Beer. Oh, yes. Houston, yes. Yes. Some guy built a house out of beer cans. I was hosting a travel show, and I got to um, interview the, or go to the beer can house. Mm-hmm. It was pretty, not, not really that interesting of a story. The first time I ever encountered Farley, he was wearing a, like a special needs helmet. Yes, yes. I, I had a friend of mine, and we had a bet, and he, I lost the bet, and he said, well, you got to wear this helmet. I think I wore it for like two weeks, and <laughs> and uh, and it was it was, a, it was a, a project of uh, learning how people react to you when you've got this helmet on your head, and it was uh, some people wouldn't let me to certain places, uh, the conversations I would have. It, it was you know it was kind of like the uh, doing an experiment of um, of life and about. Uh, you know, when you had like a helmet on your head. I, and now I think there's people who wear helmet on the heads and they actually need them or they're supposed to wear them. But yeah, it was I, a. I, th- I think you, everyone could wear a helmet in today's society. I think it's. Well, now they'll have a helmet with the hazmat yeah. over it would be good. Yeah, yeah. It uh, has, yeah. It's a, uh, yeah. It's, yeah. This COVID thing, yeah. It's crazy. It's brutal. So, what was it like growing up in Houston besides being like really hot? Um. Let's see. I growing up in Houston was uh, uh, it was an ex- it, it was a crazy experience. Um, uh, a lot of uh, uh, I went to the rodeo a lot. Uh, uh, I um, what, what was Do you ever have a co- wear a cowboy hat? I wore a cowboy hat. Yes, and see, I, I think you should totally get back to that that life. The cowboy Farley in a cowboy hat would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, I actually, um, let's see here. I got a... You're going to show me pictures. No one, can yes. see it on, no one can see it on the podcast. I know, so. but... Oh, fucking Farley, dude. Dominating. I don't know if we can see that on camera. If you're watching <laughs> this on YouTube, wow. Fucking yeah. Lady killer. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's my sister. Yeah, well, I understand. You got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. Oh, Jesus, No. <laughs> Um, so you're you're at the rodeo. You got the cowboy hat. You're you're thinking about what you're going to be when you grow up. You're going to be like a uh, like you're going to ride the bulls. You're going to no no. I I I think for me growing up, I 
I didn't really see much of a, 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 a future. I didn't really see much of a, my house was, was a very um, chaotic house, uh, divorced parents, um, a lot of uh, just, uh, it wasn't, it, it wasn't the, it, it, you know, we had that, that perception of uh, the house, uh, everything looked good in the, in the yard and, and the front, but if you went inside, it wasn't the same that was on the outside. So, um, yeah, I didn't really see much of a future. I had a lot of uh, um, learning issues, and I had a lot of uh, debility. I had a hard time um, motor skills, so I had to wear these um, braces on my legs for many years. So, um, you know, I was uh, – I had a, and I had to wear this, like, special brace, and it was a lot of just – you know, when, you're like, when you grow up like that, you're thinking, I'm probably not going to do much. <laughs> This is probably not going to work out too well, you know? And and then people see it and they're like, yeah, this ain't going to work out too well, you know? Oh, so good. Well, I, yeah, I get it, Farley. I, I had, I failed first grade. Second grade was put in special ed. I had learning disabilities. I thought if everything worked out really well, I could have been a Walmart greeter. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I totally relate to the, oh my God, the, the, you had the, that's amazing. Like the full, the braces yes, and everything. Yes, what, yeah. What was going on? Um, I, I was born, um, a preemie and, uh, I had a 26 or 29, uh, full body blood transfusions when I was a kid. I was in the bubble, you know, the, uh, for, I think about up to like five months. So my parents didn't touch me. You know, I was in that thing where you would go and you had the gloves and you touched the kid and, and, um, so, uh, yeah, I had a lot of, uh, those issues and, um, what can I say? Uh, yeah, so I had to deal with that. I had to deal with that. How do you you come into the world and in your you have to feel a little strange compared to the rest of the kids, right? Did you just or did you your whole life was like trying to make other people feel at ease? Yeah, or, I, I, I yeah, I think for me, I I was always uh, I was made fun of and I didn't feel like. You know, kids, you know, they, you know, they're young. I understand. They're like, why, why are you wearing, you know, why do you have those braces on your legs? And I remember when <laughs> I used to ride the bus and they would have this like special uh, harness thing I'd have to wear mm -hmm. and nobody wanted to sit by me. Like they literally like, it was like this thing, like they put over my, and then on the legs and people were just like, what the, you know? And then I was always the last to get, I was like to get off the bus because the bus driver had to go and like un undo me oh like goodness. to like get out and I'm like, blah, 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 you know, and here I am. Blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, then you go to school. I remember learning how to tie my shoe. Like that took forever. Like I remember when I did, I was like, yeah. And all the kids are like, dude, I've been, <laughs> you know, wow. yeah. I, well, Farley, just so you know, I've always been friend of the friendless. Yes. So I would have been your buddy if we would have went to school together. I there was a kid named Jimmy in my school who, uh, Special needs situation, a very unfortunate scenario. And I remember I had a birthday party and he came to it and his, he was the first one dropped off and uh, he was there and uh, just, a, you know, he's heartbreaking because his whole life was challenging. And I remember, uh, and then his mother came and picked up and she just went on to my mother how much she appreciated that we invited him to the, the birthday party. It was such a big deal for him. And, and it was just... One of those things where you're just like, I don't know. I, I think when you're, you're, most people's lives are difficult, you know, and everyone has their yeah. own oh, bullshit yeah. they have to deal with. But like, especially as a kid, though. But the one thing that's probably a, an amazing advantage is if you've taken a lot of 
like abuse in a sense we've been made fun of then you end up developing a like a, a sense of humor a thicker skin so then challenges you're able to probably better adapt to it than an, an, a normal person yeah I, I, I would i would assume yeah i i think for me i, I guess it could go either way <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think for me I, I was always like trying to help the other kids i, I remember when i was a a kid like if, let's say if you know um one kid didn't have money for ice cream i would just get my ice cream you know, because I go, I, you know, I got to eat ice cream every day. I'm like, I don't need to, I, I don't need it today. I can just give it to you and yeah. you can have, uh, uh, I didn't mind not having ice cream. Um, Folks, oh. the best people are the misfit weirdos. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, that's, these are the best people on the planet here. Um, I, yeah. I think I really enjoyed uh, taking, um, observing uh, people and, you know, I was kind of like a wallflower, a wallflower, and I just kind of like sat in the back and just. I think I watched like, okay, right, do this, do this, and do don't do that. Well, I would imagine uh, the the braces and all this sort of stuff. It wouldn't be like you're out break dancing in front no, of everybody. No, 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 no. Like, look at me. I got, I got special skills <laughs> with my braces. Yeah, yeah. Fucking what an ordeal! How long did that last for? Uh, a few years, from what I what I remember, and then I start. I mean, I started. Um, making friends and and I was always very nice and I remember uh one year I was in school and kids wanted to leave early so I moved the clock like fast like 20 minutes and all the kids thought it was cool that I did that so we got to leave early nice Farley's getting crafty <laughs> so so I did these things like that and I was like oh I'm helping the the, the hole here that's right except the teacher who ended up figuring out that you were the you're the troublemaker yeah so yeah, I had no mercy on you. You're like, look, I'm doing the best I can. I'm yeah. the kid with the braces on. Yeah, yeah. So for fuck's sake, let me have this moment, lady. Yeah, and I, I think they, you know, didn't think that the guy with the braces would get up and change the clock. So you know. Well, I would, I, I would hope that you would have got into like theft. Yeah. Because no one thinks that the handicapped person is stealing everything, <laughs> yeah. like just going to stores and looting stores. It's a good. That's a good thing to do. That I. That's what I want to get. Like, when I become like an elderly man in my 90s and stuff, that's when you get into crime. Yes, because no one just you don't know if you stole it or not, right? And you can be like, I I, I don't remember, you know. And so how long how long did you were in Houston? I know that you're you're. I met your dad, right? He came out here. Yeah. I went out to dinner. Yeah, uh, he's, he's a pretty colorful guy. Yeah, he he's a great guy. Uh, how long? Did I, my parents divorced when I was like seven, um, and then we did that. Uh, what? Uh, that custody thing for a few years. Like, go oh. stay with my mom, like, go stay with my dad, go stay with my mom, go stay with my dad, you know, do this, do that. And then finally, my dad got custody of me, and I got, uh, and then I, I remember I went, I think I went, started going to boarding school when I was like, I think 14. Mm. Yeah, I guess I got shift off to school. So that, they didn't have to deal with you. That's what you do if you're, that you don't have to deal with your kids. You send them to boarding school, right? Yes. Yes. So did you have a situation where your parents are divorced? Now, are they trying to win favor with you? So is it like they're being like, you always hear these stories. Like yeah. The, the, some people really liked it because they got, they felt that it even the, their home life wasn't so chaotic. And then they got like more gifts because the parent, I guess, might have felt guilty about the separation. So they're trying harder to, to win favor. And then they're talking bad about the other parents. Like it's their fault. I mean, I don't, that's a tough, that's a tough scenario for any kid to go through uh yeah in my scenario in my situation it was really um 
after my mom lost the, uh, they had the custody battle thing. And, um, then my mom kind of just took off. I don't think I, I, I didn't talk to my mom until I think I was like, from that point on, I think until I was like 18, 19. Oh, wow. So there was this you long, out. yeah, there was long space of time where, um, my mom just, you know, she just, uh, hit, you know, hit the she range. Like a, was she a boozer? Um, no, I, I think she was just, um, felt like she lost, uh, you know, lost the battle and decided, well, I'm just going to go off and do my, my own thing. And I don't really know. I don't really know. I, I, you know, they, I, yeah, so I don't, I'm not a very good, uh, uh, you know, not a therapist, but so, yeah, so she went off and then my dad remarried to my stepmom and my stepmom and I didn't get along. So they're like, well, someone's got to leave the house. And so. You know, the younger one, you know, I end up getting shipped off to boarding school. Farley, <laughs> do, does this create a challenging relationships with women? Um, no. I know you have, you have, you've had a girlfriend for a long time. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Lisa. She's amazing. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, I, I You think... guys have a lovely relationship, but I can't imagine, I think you would almost feel abandoned by the mother, your mother, and then you have a stepmother who's... What a difficult scenario as a child. How did you process all this? Um, I think I didn't. I think I checked out. I think for me, uh, TV, uh, eating, um, uh, you know, uh, just uh, I spent a lot, of, a lot of time away from the house. Mm. So uh, I, I just, um, yeah, I, th- I think, you know, you, uh, you learn how to deal with things and escaping you know, I think when things are really painful and you don't have tools, yeah. you're like, I can escape. Escape into fantasy. And it's fantasy. And, you know, that could be, you know, whatever, TV, food, sex, uh, drugs. Uh, you know, it can be anything to uh, get yourself out of the pain that you're feeling. Yeah. Uh, what did you, so when you were a kid, what were the first things you wanted to be? Like, do you remember? Uh, I think, I think for me, it was like uh, drinking. You want? You just want to be a drunk? Yeah. So well, I, the, when you're a kid, did you have an idea what you wanted to be when you go? When you got older. You're like, I want to be a drunk. No, no, no. I, I think by by that time, I was thinking. Um, no, I still didn't know what I was going to be. I was like, I'm going to be something, but I don't know. You no idea. I had trying no, to get through the day. I, I yeah, I was trying to get through the day, and I think from for me, I was like, well, um, something will 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 happen. I and what were you into? You're into like. What movies, music? Uh, I was into um, skateboarding. Skateboarding. Okay. I was a horrible skateboarder. Well, I think. I was, thank God you didn't have the braces on, right? Yeah, you already went yeah, through that. Whole yeah, the place. braces were gone. Yeah. Uh, skateboarding, and I was into um, what else was I into? I was into uh, oh um, running. I used to do uh, track and stuff. I used to run the mile in in four minutes and like. Three seconds, two seconds. Holy shit, that's impressive. Yeah, that's so, really impressive. Yeah, so I, I was really fast. I wow. was I was really fast, and that helped me get into boarding school. And but you're like a long distance runner or like a sprinter. I was as a well? sprinter. Oh, really? what did you run? Do you know what you ran the forty in or? No, I just know I did the mile like in, almost in four minutes. Wow. And uh, people would just go. Wow, that's impressive. Right, and and, and uh, I won some other stuff, but. I don't think I ever really liked running, Yeah, but I got a reaction because yeah. I was so fast. You know, this is so funny. I didn't know this, but before I was like, as a kid, no one could beat me. And I, I got, I set records in special, uh, not special, <laughs> junior Olympics. 
and the hurdles. And I, uh, my junior year of high school, I ran a four five forty, and I had a thirty eight inch standing vertical. I mean, now I could I couldn't even run you know twenty yards with that. Like, I mean, it's terrible. But I was really I was really fast and fit, and now it's all it's all falling apart. I tore my knee at my senior year playing football, which I was stupid. But um, that is so crazy. I didn't. I would never have suspected that Farley is almost doing a four minute mile. That's that's hard. Yeah. To, first of all, to run a mile under five minutes is like <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. So you went to you went to boarding school, and you obviously you were in the track and field. Yeah. Yeah. And I. And, um, so I, I hated, uh, I hate having to practice. Yeah. So I would tell my, my, uh, my coach, I'd be like, look, if I beat everyone in this one, like he would do a race, can I go home? Can I go back to my dorm and just do whatever I want? And he's like, yeah, he's like, but you got to win. So I'm like, all right. I'd win. I'm like, why? Farley with the wheels. I was like, see you later. So good. Yeah, the yeah. Hidden skills. He goes from yeah. having braces to fucking Speedy Gonzalez, like Roadrunner. Yeah, and I remember there's this kid. His name was uh, Aaron, and um, I used to always beat him. And uh, his mom came to a race once, and he's like, dude, my mom's here. I'm like, don't worry. So I let him beat me. Oh, wow. This kid, yeah, you're propping up this kid. You're, you're setting him up for was, a life of failure. His mom was like, whoa, you know. And, uh, yeah, I, I literally, I remember I just, you know, I saw him, and I just I just did that, like, back, and he just went, woof. Nice. And his mom. People, Farley lets people, knows how to make people look good. Yeah, yeah, and he was like, Good whoa. sidekick. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, So so you're in boarding school, and you're you're kicking ass. You're letting people beat you if they need to. Right. Uh the track and field, and then what was that? Ex- where did you go to boarding school? Uh, I went to uh, one called Brandon Hall School in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, Dunwoody, Georgia, and then I so went. That's, I can't imagine the whole boarding school thing. Is that a year-round thing, or just like you go home for the holidays? Uh, home for the holidays. Um, uh, it wasn't year-round. It was you know regular school, but I feel like we went. You know, I felt like we went longer, but you know we you know we live. You know, you live on campus. It's kind of like going to college, going to college yeah. at a very young age, but you don't have the car and the yeah. the keg parties and, you know, whatever. You don't have all that other stuff. But wow. Yeah. yeah. You live in, like, a dormitory with a bunch of other, other kids your age? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, that's when uh, there was this kid who used to rowboat. I didn't know what rowboating was. I don't think I know. It's robotussing. And I remember he got kicked out because... Oh, he, he was taking robotussing. Yeah, he overdosed on um, robotussing. Oh, wow. Yeah, he, he's called himself Rowboat. He's like, I'm Rowboat. I'm like, I didn't know what that meant until uh, the ambulances showed up. And they're like, what happened to Rowboat? And he's like, oh, he, he almost died. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, okay, so the, you get through boarding school. Yeah. How the hell, how did you do that? Uh, slowly but surely. Um, it was tough. It was tough. It was tough emotionally. Uh, school-wise, it was tough. Uh, I would... Um, just work extra hard. I remember I used to wake up. Were you a up, good student? No. No, yeah, you know, I was a good student on certain things. Like certain subjects, like yeah. killed it, and certain ones, like, Ugh. you know, I was like, uh, I would just guess. I, oh, this is another funny boarding school story. I had this math test, and I literally, like, guessed. I'm like, guess. So I had this teacher named Miss Eccles, and she looked like Aunt Jemima. And she came in and she was like, Lolly, 
you took this math test, it, they think you know calculus. I'm like, I don't know calculus. She said, but right. She showed me where, like, we got that one right. I, like, made, like, and then I ended up getting a math award. Dude, I can't do math. Oh, wow. I literally, like, and I kept on telling Miss Eccles, like, I I guess. Like, There's no way you could have guessed. Oh, wow. You, you were, like, a beautiful mind. I was, like. You were, Rus- you were Russell Crowe in the movie <laughs> Beautiful Mind. I was, like. And she, so she got the test and brought it to me and showed me like, well, how did you, how did you do that? I'm like, I have no idea. Just magically. And then I got this math award. Oh, wow. Killing it. And, but dude, it's like, uh, I'm like. We, so, okay. Now you're, you got this, these math skills that you didn't even know how you did. You're like an, you're like Einstein over here. This is so good. So what do you do with your math skills and your, your speedy Gonzalez with math skills that you didn't even know you had? Um, did you go to, did you go to college? Yeah, I went to, uh, I went to a college, uh, called Landmark college for two years. Well, it's, it's school for kids with learning disabilities and they get you. What pr- learning disabilities did you have? Uh, dyslexia and ADHD. I still have it. <laughs> I got the same thing, but I didn't get to go to special. They didn't even know what the hell I had. They just told me I was stupid. No, no, no. Yeah. I went to a special school. It was great. It was a bunch of kids just like me. Oh, wow. So, uh, and basically what they did is they basically prepped you and gave you the skills so then you could go to a, a, a regular school if you wanted to. Oh, wow. um, so, you know, a lot of it was, you know, you take classes on, on note-taking or how to take a test because, you know, and uh, how much time do you need on a test? And so they would give you all these scenarios or they would, uh, uh, with learning disabilities, some, uh, sometimes you can have them, uh, they'll record a test and you so you can listen to it. And then, so mm. they, and they talk to the laws of, um, you can go into like a, a a university and say, "Look, I have a learning disability. Uh, can I? Um, I need these things. Like, I need someone to read me the test, or I need the test to be on tape, or um, wow, God, or, I missed out on all those opportunities. Or, or I, I need extra time. You know, like yeah. uh, like let's say the test only gives you an hour. Say, look, I need an hour and thirty minutes, and I show you have proof that you have a learning disability, and they go, cool, all right. Are they cool? Okay, we'll have someone read the." Because some, you know, some people are auditory. They need to hear the yeah. question and then, oh, yeah, I know what it is. Yeah. You know, um, so with, you know, being able to show the, you know, the college that you want to go to a regular college, you know, they have resource places and they'll help you take tests. And so after that, I went to Chapman and and they were able to give me those. Uh, the uh, I was able to take classes and, and take tests that way. That's amazing. I, I remember I convinced one of my professors to let me do the test orally yes could, uh but I, they didn't i didn't learn that i had learning disabilities until i was an adult and so i had gone through this whole time just thinking i was a moron but i knew that i was good at skill i had skills but i just didn't fit into i didn't wasn't able to learn like other kids what i mean my whole thing was to get a c right and i would like cheat and do whatever i could to do that it was pretty pathetic, pretty sad it was like, what a waste of a all that time and energy. Um, wow. So this is so you go to school, you have learning disabilities, and then then did you, did you figure out what you wanted to do then? I no, I wanted to be in radio. Oh, like oh really? Yeah, I, I um I yeah, ended a broadcaster. Up, yeah, I wanted to have because I love music, so I wanted to have my own radio show, okay. and I really and I was obsessed with music. So you know, I grew up uh, listening to like the Butthole Surfers and. Uh, ministry and um, you know uh, all uh, just 
uh, Susie and the Banshees, the Smiths. Like I was into a lot of um, just crazy rock and, you know, like Sonic Youth and um, a lot of that indie rock, the Lemonheads, um, uh, Dinosaur Jr., all that stuff. And so I wanted my own radio show. I wanted to like, you know, be able to like, uh, you know, this is the Farley show, you know, and be able to play music yeah. and and I remember I, I was in Vermont going to school, and I went to meet a meet this guy, and he worked at a radio station, and I was supposed to go up there and like interview him. And I get up there, and he's like this big, you know, big dude. He's like smoking a cigarette, and I go, I want to do radio. He goes, Man, you don't do that. He's like, He's like, you won't make any money. He's like, look at me, look at me. And he goes, This is twenty years of uh, radio, and I'm like, Oh, okay. So. So, so he got you out of the. He the, burned. Just like, ruined your whole hopes and dreams. Just, yeah. And he was like, he was like, I don't make any money. He's like, look at my car, and it's like this clunker, and I'm just like, like he's just like, he's like I'm single, and and I'm just like okay. It's like I'm a loser, and I couldn't figure it out. So don't even yes, try. Don't even try. You know, wow, that's that's guy. That guy's great. I wonder why he didn't work out for him. Just, I, the message of bad hope. <laughs> and it was so funny because I was so excited driving up there to, ha- you know, to meet this guy. And, you know, he's a radio guy. And I'm, and you get there and it's just like he just poo-pooed all over me. Wow. That's terrible. Okay, so now your, your radio dreams have been destroyed. Mm-hmm. And then are you like a communication studies major? What do you do? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing communications and I'm doing theater. I was doing plays and I was... Um, uh, doing, you know, I got cast in some plays, like small parts, and I was, uh, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, I remember, I remember I got in this play called Try, and I played like these two characters. I played like a, a doctor one scene, and then I played like a soldier from one scene. So at that time, uh, I started drinking a lot, and I was spending a lot of time at the bars, and I was making friends. So this is in Vermont. So I tell my friends, hey, man, I'm going to be in this play. And they're like, Dude, we'll come. I'm like, that's great. So they come that night, and I come on stage. I don't think any of these guys have ever been to a play because they start going, yeah, Farley. They start cheering like it's like a, a baseball hilarious. game. That is really funny. And like every time I'd say a line, they'd be like, yeah. Was the director freaking out? So after the play, my the director comes up and he goes, Farley, can I talk to your friend? I'm like, I, I'm like, I know. We're, he's like, who the hell was that? I'm like, those are my bar buddies. He's like, have they ever been to play? I'm like, clearly not. <laughs> he goes, he goes, I don't, he goes, don't ever invite them again. Number one. He goes, oh I don't know. God, he's hilarious. like, I couldn't stop laughing. He said, it's just, like, that's funny. They thought it was like, you know, I had a, I had a similar experience in junior high. I was on the uh, basketball team and I had, I was friend with all the, the crazy people. And so all the, like the, all the dudes in the stoner alley, cause I was all over the place. It wasn't like, I was like, I wasn't like a jock jock. I was also like a, a drunk, crazy person that listened to, you know, different types of music and stuff. So I had a lot of different friends. I had all the, the, if you were a problem kid, we were probably friends. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. So definitely. I have all of like the gang of just like the school's not okay people. And uh, this is remember when MC Hammer had that song called "Go Hammer." Yeah. So they got would get the whole crowd saying "Go Hilliard, Go Hilliard," which would be great if I was like on the court dominating. But right. I'm sitting on the bench, and I remember like the, the coach just looking down at me like, "Are you fucking serious right now?" <laughs> like I orchestrated all of it. Like, like I'm like, okay, and everybody, 
it was pretty it was really hilarious though just like what is going on here what is what the fuck is this this got the the jackass on the bench is disrupting the whole game God, that guy that, that that teacher actually that coach at one point I remember he threw me against the locker and told me I wasn't going to mount anything that wow. was great he was I was and this is a guy that would give like the girls the back rub and like look down their shirt what a fucking creep that guy was like he would <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was in wow. board, when I was in boarding school, I, I experienced the first uh, teacher student. A teacher fell in love with a student, oh my God. and they started having sex, and and um, and they left in the middle of the night and moved to Virginia. Wow! And guy teacher girl student? a girl sorry a, a guy student girl and they and she they had like two kids and they were married. Wow! And they she, went for it. Yeah, and and she just left that whole scenario. Wait, she was married, had two kids, and started having an affair with like. And how old was this guy? Senior, junior? I think he was. God, I think he was like in eleventh grade. Wow, so he's like seventeen years old. Yeah, That's, it seems that that you always see that in the news. Like yeah. The, wow. Yeah. So so they left like in the middle of the night, like, and like the husband woke up and the kid, and they just. Yeah. Did, it, did she get busted? Did she get arrested? Did no, I, I think the the guy was um, probably saw it coming, and I, I, from what I remember, you know, kids talk. The husband uh, saw the it husband. Coming. Husband really felt like, uh, well, you know, I I think he just. All I know is from what I've heard of the grapevine was they moved to Virginia. They ended up getting married. They ended up having kids. Because in, in Virginia, you can marry a 17-year-old probably? I think so. But they were all, I, it was just one of those things where it's like, this is the first time that I experienced this, you know, because wow. kids are like talking about like, dude, you're about blah, blah, blah. I'm like, and then they left in the middle of the night and the husband's all crazy. And Hopefully she was like, like middle-aged lady that just looks scary. Yeah. That, yeah. Would, be, that would be even better. Yeah. I, 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 I was she a good looking lady. I remember she was a good-looking lady. I remember the guy was... They always, a, it seems like that always, that's always a character. They're always like some attractive woman that's uh, seduced a student. Mm-hmm. Couldn't just, I don't know. Wow, what a dynamic that would be. Yeah, and that was the first time that like I was like, you, know, you hear about something like that, and you're like... But then, like, now it's just like normal. Like, it's like you hear that, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, she didn't take two of them? She just took one? Wow. Crazy. Yeah. So now it's just it's a phenomenon. Like you know, uh, you know. I mean. So we. I, I've. I've. I've gotten. I've. I've lost track. Of what was going on, Farley? I'm sorry. So what? you. You got yourself. We're in college. You're in Chapman. You got the learning disabilities. You. You got into the acting. You had all the the rowdy kids show up. They gave uh, you the shout out. You're. Yeah. You're doing acting, and that. And you figured like I want to go to Hollywood now. Um, I mean, you did the play. You were in the, the play, and they came I, and they. I, 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 yeah, that, that, um, that was in Vermont. That was so in that, Vermont. so then I, I ended up going to Chapman, and that was I, in the special. You're in the special needs school, right? Right. That, that that was in the special. I was getting because uh, I went went to Landmark, and they taught me all the skills. So then I went to Chapman, and the funny thing about Chapman is I don't know how I got accepted, and somehow That's I got like a really good school, isn't it? Yeah, and I got accepted, and I got a like. The first year I had like a scholarship thing where they paid all the stuff. You're like in a, you're like in a special needs scholarship program. Right. I'm like, this and, is incredible. And my dad was like, man, how, how'd you pull that out? I'm like, I have no idea. 
You're like, let's go back to Mrs. Eccles' class. Right, right. I'm, I'm like, fucking, I'm pulling calculus out of my ass, right. Dad. I don't even know. How I, they, I don't even, they think I'm a fucking genius over here. Yeah. I got a hel- I got, I got my braces. You should have been wearing your helmet back then. I know, I know. Uh, yeah. And oh my god, this is amazing. So, uh, like, you're the under, you're the classic underdog story. Yeah, yeah. I, I the think the underdog is always unpredictable. Yeah, I, and I, I, yeah, that's the one thing I think about Full me. Full like, surprises. Full of surprises. Um, so now you're in college, and then and, and what's that like at Chapman? Uh, it was it was good. I um, I think I was burned out by that time. If I could go back and do my life again, I would have taken a break at that time, and just um, just like pursued acting, or mm-hmm. you know, just because I've been going through school, 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 school. And then I was in school again, I, and I think I needed to take that break, and I didn't. And But I think I did it in another way. I ended up getting a job at a bar, and um, the shortstop. And I, so I got, a bar, I got a bar job, and that's when basically, like, uh, life became, it just became crazy. What were you doing at the bar? I was a bar back, and then I was doing some bartending, and then I was working the door, and um, then it just, it was, uh, this was, a, I love everyone there, it was a great experience, but it this was uh, one of those bars where uh, drinking to excess and partying to yeah, excess was, bar, right? it, it was, it was not frowned upon. This is there are always those characters in college that never got out of college that got the bar gig and that was that was the pinnacle and they they never left. Yeah, and you know, but something about being behind the bar. Yeah, I did the bartending. Many you kind of feel yeah. like you're you know you kind of feel like you're on stage. Yeah, you're putting on you can put on a show. That's right. a place to entertain people to make right. money. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you 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 know you kick people out. Yeah. You have this power. Um, yeah, it, it's a it's a great it's a great thing. So how long did you do that? I mean, what made you propel you to move out to Los Angeles? Okay, well, if we go back, um, I, so I finished school and uh, I, I finished um, school at uh, Landmark. And then I went to New York hmm. and I was living in New York for a little bit. And I was going to the neighborhood playhouse acting school. Don't know how I got into there either. Um, then I met this girl, and I thought she was a, 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 a ballet dancer, mm-hmm. but she ended up being a stripper. But I didn't know that. And she yeah, like she's a dancer. You don't know. You just she told me she was a dancer. Yeah, you figured she was ballet. She, you gave her like a high status. Right, and she's like, I got to go and dance. And I said, Oh, have fun tonight. You know. I was saying she's going on Broadway. Yeah, she's, she's putting. <laughs> and then she figured out and that I didn't understand. I get it. And she had a lot of money. I was like, man, Broadway is just. Kills it, yeah. Yeah. You're a star on Broadway. Right, right. A and ballerina. Yeah, and so, yeah. And so she was actually working at Scores. Yes, yes, yes. And then, um. And then we, I decided to leave New York and, with her, and she wanted to go see this tree that was in San Diego. So there was this tree that she... That's what you do when you're like a stripper at scores and you're making a shitload of money. Did she tell people that she was going back to school or she was in school to become a psychiatrist? No, she, she, didn't, she didn't do that. She, w- <laughs> she was very um, honest. So 
So she, uh, <laughs> wait, so she has to get to the tree. What's so special about the tree? There's this tree that she, when I think she was grew up in San Diego or had some San Diego mm. ties, and she wanted to go in, and to this tree because this tree was like a special tree. Like the Bodhi tree, like, like where the Buddha no, got No, it was like a real tree. A real. Well, no, he got, that's where the, the Buddha got oh, really? enlightened was under the Bodhi tree. Not, the, what, not the bookstore here, right. but an actual tree. Right. Book, so she what? Did she get seek enlightenment there? Or did she was she enlightened under this tree in San Diego? Yeah, I think she <laughs> thought that that's where she would get some answers in life. And so, okay, so you guys go cross country. Did you drive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We and we were in her uh, Toyota Corolla, and uh, just put everything we get in, in the little Corolla, and we just cruised on. So why you do cross country with your uh, your ballet? You think's a ballet girlfriend who's actually a stripper? Did you when did you figure out she's a stripper? Oh. I think, uh, like Georgia or something. You didn't even know until, man, this is amazing. So you're going across country with your ballerina. <laughs> then you get to Georgia and you realize this ballerina is a little bit more naughty than, right. this is amazing. She had a lot of heels. <laughs> a lot of heels. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, good. So the attire that, was. So how, did, oh yeah, how did you, where was like the, the moment of like clarity for you? Oh, uh, she said, I, I can work from the road. Oh, wow. So did she, you go to work with her or she probably, no, it would mess things up. Uh, yeah, but I, I didn't, and, and then it kind of clicked. She goes, hey, I, I can check, I can go in anywhere and work. Like, I'm like, I'm like, there's Broadway everywhere and there's not Broadway. <laughs> there's scores and, and deja vu and stuff like that everywhere. But <laughs> So oh we were. Oh God, this is. So good. So, so she's, I, she's. I love this hustle, man. I would love to. If I was a woman, I definitely would have been a stripper. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I, I, yeah. So I, I rolled with it. Nice. And so uh, you got this stripper girlfriend, and you don't even know she's a stripper. This is amazing. So you're in Georgia. You try to. You figure it out. And I think we we just kept going, and I we stopped in Kansas City, and we were there for a little while, and then we went to because her family. She had family in in, in Kansas City. Oh wow! And then, uh, in Kansas City. and then we went from there to Prescott, Arizona. She had family there, mm-hmm. and we lived there for a little, just a little bit. And then we went to San Diego, mm-hmm. and we went to the tree, and we decided that we were going to stay in San Diego. But then, at that time, the um, the relationship was imploding. It was just. Falling apart. It just Wait, wasn't. When you got to the tree, though, what? Did you just want to see the tree? Is that it? Yeah, she just wanted to see the tree. She just. Got to get back to the tree. Got to get back to the tree. And then she decided she wanted to go back to live in Kansas City and marry uh, not a, not an artist and have babies and, you know, yeah. live a safe life. And, just you know. and tired of stripping. Right. And, I, you know, I, I said, you know, I'm not about uh, owning people or, yeah, yeah. you know, controlling people. I'm like. Cool. That's if that's really what you want. We're just not the. And it was one. It was like a beautiful breakup because like one of the things where two people go like, "Man, I love you. I love you, but we want two different things. It's better if we go our separate ways." Wow. So now you're in San Diego, and she's and you guys have, are separating. Right. Right. And and then at that time, I somehow got a letter that said I got into Chapman University. It's kind of oh. weird how life works. Oh, okay. Cause like that happened. I got cut off, uh-huh. and then I get a letter. Oh, you're accepting Chap- Chapman University. I'm like. Okay, so then I go to to Chapman. Where is Chapman? Orange County. Okay, okay, so that's how you got. Okay, now so now you're in Chapman, and then what are you studying there? Mm. Uh, Anthropology. No, I first was in film. Okay. In the film program, and I was not very good. 
I don't know. I can't remember. I remember. Yeah, it just wasn't my my thing, and I I think I was burnt out again. Um, and then I went to uh, uh, let's see. Then I, I yeah, so I ended up getting a getting into anthropology and English. Anthropology? Were you gonna be fucking Indiana Jones? Yeah. Indiana yeah, I think Jones. it was that. I think it was just more where that I, movie probably really helped explode the anthropology department. Yes, yes. I I I think I was at that point where. Everyone always told me that I'd never get a, a college degree, mm. so I decided that I'm going to get a college degree. And, and anthropology sounded like that. Yeah, sounded it sounded like the right thing. And did you like digging stuff up out of the ground, mm. discovering things? I love discovering things. Yes, I I enjoyed it, and I was. Did you ever have one of those like the uh, the the things that find metal yeah, detector? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and uh, yeah, I mean it was it was. It was good. You were in a, you were in discovery phase. I was in discovery phase. Yeah. Okay. So so did you finish Chapman? Did you? Yeah, I finished Chapman. You got a degree in anthropology. Uh, no, I I got what they was like. What is it? It's like a. What is it? A bachelor's of associates, but like with a certain like English an and anthropology. Yeah, all that stuff. Okay, so you like a majored in English with a minor in anthropology. Yeah, that kind of thing. Wow. Now the English thing was interesting to bring because. Somehow they, you know, they when they're putting all the credits, so they're like, "Wow, you got a lot of English credits, and you got a lot of great English uh, stuff." Especially with the ADHD and the dyslexia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just. I think for I think for anyone, whatever you're really into, mm-hmm. you can hyper focus and and uh, you can do really well in those subjects and subjects that are really you're not interested in. You're like, eh, "Why am I doing this?" Um, I think it's a lot harder. Okay, so what do you do now? You've graduated. Orange County. Um, what do I do now? I, uh, huh, what do I do now? I, it's so funny because I, I don't ever, I don't ever think about my life. Uh, I mean, I think, you know, like, uh, I, what did I do after that? I, well, no, I was working at the bar and I, I think and I that's was, that's where the storage top. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's where I was, um, you were like peeking, like, this is it. Th- yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to own a bar, yeah. going to the bar life. <laughs> Uh, I made a lot of good friends at the bar. People yeah. seem people seem to to like me here. Yeah, this works. It, it was a party every night. Night, yeah. Um, you met really cool people. Um, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Uh, then what happened after that? I. How did you get to Los Angeles, Farley? Um, I was. Oh, uh, uh, through the shortstop because I was working at the shortstop till I went and lived in Echo Park, uh, oh, Silver Lake area. And then you were driving all the way down there to to work. Um, no, no, I was living, I was living in a uh, uh, Silver Lake, and I was driving to Echo Park and doing my job and everything. Was there a sports stop in Echo Park? Yeah. Well, that's where it was the whole time. Mm-hmm. But isn't Chapman kind of far way down south? Yeah, I was, I was, I was commuting and going back. But the thing is, with my, I. Like the last few years of college, like I, I didn't have to go as much because I had so many credits built up. I didn't know. So I would only have like one or two classes. Mm. And so I didn't have that workload. So I was able to go work at the bar and then go out to do some stuff at Chapman and then come back and still kind of back and forth. So you're, you're becoming like a, a, a drunk at the, at the bar. But you're working there. Yeah, you're I'm partying. Working. I'm partying. Yeah, I'm a... Uh, I'm partying and I'm uh, 
yeah, it was it was it was crazy. It was the good times and the, and the bad times. Cause you're into. I know you've done some acting and you've done some you've done some music. I know you've like recorded a bunch of songs, right? Did you put on an album? Yeah, yeah. I, I was. Yeah, I did. I I put out an an, an album. Uh, I did with. Yeah, you've uh, done stand up. I did stand up. Um, let's see. I. Uh, um, see. I I used to to play a lot, like uh, a lot of like uh, music, like uh, like gigs and and um. Things like that. Playing in different bands? Uh, no, I, I had my own little solo stuff I was doing. Oh, nice. And um, but it, what it, did that look like? Uh, it was uh, horrible. <laughs> there, there are many. Like, what th- do you mean? Did you have? How was the setup? Did you were you playing the guitar? Did you have like I was, a playing, drum I was playing guitar and I was singing yeah, and singer songwriter singer song sing, singer songwriter thing. Oh yeah, I, I did some busking. So I would go out there so and I good. would and I would uh, I played on Hollywood Boulevard. Really, I used to make like thirty or forty bucks a night. Did you have like so many songs, different songs you do, like your go to songs? I had like like six or six or seven songs, but uh, the great thing is that none of the same people would pass you, and so you could just kind of, you know, you only needed so much yeah, material. Yeah. What were your songs? I remember I had like a Misfit song. I had like a Bob Dylan song. Um, I think I had some songs that I, I made up. Um, I'd play like twelve bar blues. Uh, I would uh, play like uh, um, Eagles. You know, just this is great. There's a guy that lives in this building. He lives with his mother, and they're always yelling and screaming at each other, or he's always yelling at her, and he's in there belts out these songs, and he's always in front of. For years, he was at Barney's Beanery uh-huh. singing. But I, someone told me in the building that he might have record a song things are going really well for him like he might have a song or a video on youtube it's gotten really popular i need to find out he's like uh my friends that live in the building we call him like they're like feral people mm. he's just a character this guy is like amazing but he was a, he's like i, I guess called busking right when you're right, on right, the street yeah. that's what you got to do man you got if you're gonna become a master he's in there every day and he walked by his place you can hear him fucking belting out songs uh, yeah and and that's um that's what it takes to yeah. to you know do this thing. You have to keep on doing it over over and over. And uh, but the other thing I've I've learned in life is you can have all these skills. Yeah. But if you don't go and meet people and you don't yeah. do those things to get you into you know finding a manager or finding an agent yeah. or finding Gotta those things, if you don't have it, doesn't matter how talented you are. If you don't have those things, no one's ever going to hear about you. I mean, yeah. they might hear about you on YouTube or. Yeah. Or whatever, but there's still like these gate uh, gatekeepers. Yes, that, that's true. That, that like you know, um, if you don't, if they don't like you, then it ain't gonna ever happen. Yeah, I've never had the hustle. Yeah, I had one time. I had a person at the my. I met this guy at my gym that just moved here, and he was like trying. He got a job working an agency, and then I just was friendly with him, and then he discovered my stuff, and then he was leaving the agency, and then he was going to go work for his friend who. At a record label, and then he showed the owner my stuff, and he was like fucking all about it. And I went in there, and and I was like, it was gonna, I was gonna do a record deal, mm-hmm. and I met all the different people. And then he had a, they had a falling out a week later, and then he told me, he goes, you can't sign with him. They're just gonna screw you over, and this, <laughs> like this whole thing. And I'm just like, oh, you know, at the time I was like, I was 40 years old. Right, but I had done the songs and videos that had been come popular, and then, 
nothing ever came of it. But you, I didn't actively have the hustle that most of these people do because I was just kind of making crazy videos. I didn't even, I wasn't able to put it together what I was really doing because I felt I was too old. I figured it'd be 20 years old to, for anything like that to work out. You know, I'm just a guy that's a character actor trying to play weirdos in films. Right. You know, well, <laughs> and I, even then you got to have, and I've been able to work in a bunch of films and stuff and I never, but there is a hustle, which I'm hopefully going to evolve into the right hustle and get representation at some point. I have a couple more f- films coming out. Right. That I was in. So I'm hoping that I can up the ante to focus on my skill as a white exploitation actor, which you got to figure your niche, Farley. Yeah, you so got to. You, you figured out the hustle. You got to have somebody in your corner. Yes, I, I. I've had a lot. I've had a ton of people pitch me that they want to manage me, but they're not managers. Right. That I've had that all day long, which is I, I, I'm like, could you at least work for management companies? <laughs> like, like, what are we doing here? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that the the one thing that happened to me was that there was a lot of people that I trusted or I thought that were had my back, and no one really told me anything until until later. I, it was a weird. I think people have this uh, belief like the there's only there's just pizza and there's only so many slices. Yeah, and they're thing is there's a lot of slices and i think that everyone should be given a chance but you know it's one of those things where you just go well i feel like i'm a late bloomer yeah like i i feel like i'm one of those those guys that things will uh kind of like bukowski i i kind of feel like i'll hit it and by the time i i hit it i'll be happy but i'll be like so are you still doing the music scene? Are you still putting out music? I, I'm doing I'm doing comedy and I'm uh, doing my podcast and I'm and you know I love to be acting. Yeah. I mean I studied acting for many years yeah. and tap dancing and uh, you know I've studied with some really great people and I know how to break down a scene. I I know how to I know how to do the work. Farley, this is it. I'll tell you what you need to do. What you're gonna do? Uh, you're gonna get into full character. Costuming is very important. Now, the one thing you just said, which really, because I, I took tap dancing yeah. when I was like a little tiny kid. So you're going to get the tap dancing shoes and costumes, and then you're going to deliver monologues. You can do original monologues or whatever, and then you're going to videotape yourself. And then you're going to put this shit like on, I don't even know the TikTok world. Right. But you could literally just deliver monologues while tap dancing in weird, bizarre costumes. And you're going to, it's going to happen. Oh, dude, I, 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 do I remember I learned how to tap dance at uh, the Debbie Reynolds Studios. And I remember That's when amazing. I walked in, I remember I walked in that day, uh, everyone I think was 70 mm-hmm. and I was not. That's and so I good. mean, and how old were you when doing this? I think I was uh, maybe like late 20s. Yeah. And I was, uh, and all these ladies loved me and they would uh, bring me cookies. Oh and God. we learned how to tap dance to Michael Jackson's Thriller. So oh, we did, so all, and it was just, and there's this moment. It was just so cool. I mean, these, you know, it's like sweating to the oldies with the like, yeah, are like, you know, like, like this Jane Fonda moment where you know you have all these mirrors and you're like, just going, and I'm, off. and I'm like, and like grandmas are behind me. They always wanted to be up at front. Yeah, you're like the fucking rock star, and I'm just like, you with know, the grandmas. I, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for heart attacks or you know. Okay, far this is what we're doing. I have tap dancing shoes. I, I do too. I'm, I just we're saw gonna, them before. We're I gonna left. have to put together some sort of tap dancing performance. God, because it's, so, it's so ridiculous, right? Yeah. Do some terrible. I gotta figure this out. I gotta put this together. The tap dance. There's something there because yeah. it is. It is a lost art form. 
Two yeah. middle-aged white guys just go into town tap dancing. Yeah. Could be completely terrible. This is what it's come down to, Farley. Yeah. It's dressed up in some idiotic costumes with full commitment. Yeah, there's something here. This is what you to do on these podcasts. You discover we're just... <laughs> Yeah, you have to discover possibilities. Okay, this is great. So I, I you learn. This is what's so I love about this podcast. I'm, I get a get a. I have a deeper connection with friends of mine and understand other skills that they have. This is incredible. The other Harley, thing, the tap dancing master. The other thing about podcasts that I I I I notice that like when you walk out the door, you're like, I should I have said this and this and this. And, ah. You know, you're like, ah, every single one. Everything I live out like major right. You're like plot points yeah. to the story that I, you know I forget that my mind goes too fast. Yeah. So this is incredible. So you're busking. You're doing that for a while. You're uh, doing your your cover songs, and um, then you you've done. The, how did you get into doing stand up? Uh, how did I end up doing? Well, you know when I used to do a lot of open mics, yeah. and I used to play music, and so the funny thing about me playing music was. Uh, I would uh, get really nervous. Okay, so and I because you are a funny character. Yeah, so I would get really nervous, and I would be like sweating, uh-huh. and um, and then I would uh, I would do, I'm, uh, so then I noticed people started doing versions of me. Oh, this is amazing! They were so, they were imitating. They you. were imitating. There's this one so guy. Angry. There's one guy. I remember he came up to me. He goes, dude, I'm an actor. And I did a version of you for my acting class. Everyone thought it was brilliant. And so then I started telling like jokes in between my songs and people started yes. laughing. And that's where I was like, oh, maybe I could do a stand-up comedy thing. Cause I would yeah. and I noticed I was getting more laughs than like the music. It was kind of, the music was kind of leaving and the comedy was yeah. and then so I started making up funny songs. And great. I started to like um just kind of uh improv on stage. And I didn't know if I wanted to do stand up comedy at the time, I just think it, like I said, it was one of those like two ships passing, like, Oh, maybe that's really what I should be doing. Oh, I just thought of it. Okay. The way, the way that I, um, I got into, uh, saw comedy was there was a girl in my acting class and she was writing a movie about a horrible stand up co- comedian and this blind girl and they, and they fall in love. So, She's like, you need to go uh, study stand-up comedy. So I went to the comedy store, and I went up there, and I'm like, uh, I'm an actor. I'm, my friend's writing this movie, and I'm supposed to be this horrible comic. And this lady's like, oh, you're in the right place. <laughs> and, and so they let me for free. Like, I would go there, and they yeah. let me sit in the back. I never had to pay a dime. But then I started seeing these great comics. And, yeah. But then there's, you know, the thing, and you're watching these people, and you're like, I don't know if I can, if I can do that. And... I wish that I wish she would have made that movie. I think it was really it was a great script mm. about this, you know, uh, horrible comic blind lady, and they end up becoming friends. And she ends up heckling him, and then she ends up teaching teaching him how to do comedy, and they fall in love, and he ends, he ends up becoming a big comic. Mm. And it and and it's a, this beautiful love story. Like and uh, I, got, I you know I'm like that's, but it never. It's like, oh, you know, it's not a Hollywood thing, a great story that never was made. Yeah, it's hard to And it, it could be a really great story that was done properly. Yeah. And and the, and the guy who played the comic was this guy who kind of, like, fell in love with a woman because she was blind and learned about, you know, being blind and, 
and going through that kind of experience. And, you know, he had to finally take care of someone. Cause, you know, I mean, they had to, but she, you know, walking with her and his whole life, you know, he was so uh, self-centered that it, t- it kind of broke this other, brought this other side of him going, you know, having to help her out of bed and get her, you know, get her places. And, and at times he'd get frustrated because he was like, oh yeah, you can't see. Mm. So it's that like, you know, because a lot of, not all comics, but there's a lot of comics that are very self-indulgent. Well, yeah, it's and a I very think, narcissistic thing to and be I, really successful. And I think to ha- take care of a blind person, yeah. it, you, it makes you have to separate that. Yeah, yeah. And you, you have that, you learn something. You're like, oh, shit. The thing about, the difficult thing about stand-up is you have to, you have to listen to yourself do your act over and over again. You keep trying to get it better and better. So you have to be able to like, I can't, I can't hear myself. Like once I do the podcast, I won't, I can't listen to it. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, my girlfriend will play it and I'm like, oh God. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I, have, I have the same thing. To, I, my, to, to get the uh, material really good, you have to, but then I always saw it as a, I'm, it's not really me, I'm doing a character. Yeah. So it made a lot, that's how I do all my stuff. I just make it as a character so it's not me. I, I think for me, I, my stand-up comedy, I, I have a really great friend named Jeremy Scipio, and he's awesome comic. You guys should look him up. Uh, and he got me into going to stand-up, and when I first started doing stand-up, he would go up on stage with me, and we'd just riff. Oh, nice. And it was like, and because we would talk about funny, like I, there's, we did, I did this whole thing about how I've never taken a shit in the woods and how I wanted to go up into Griffith Park and take a shit in the woods. And, and uh, I had this friend who said he'd bail me out of jail if they ended up getting caught. And then I was afraid about going up there because my dad told me that's where all the funny people do funny things and I might get caught <laughs> maybe taking a, a deuce and they might think that that's a mating call that the funny people will come down and try to uh, attack me when I'm, I'm taking the deuce. The funny people are just like the, 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 the Satanists, like the, <laughs> the, 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 funny, the, the funny people are, as my dad, he, he calls those, those are the, uh, like the, the men who like young, young boys. Oh jeez. So he calls, you know, the, he's like, you don't want to go up there. There's yeah. the funny people, you know, <laughs> he goes, I, I heard in Griffith Park, there's the funny people up there. It might be. Yeah. Yeah, so we just whole bit about that. And then he would share something about his life, and I would riff off that, and that's how improving, bantering. It was like this, and people and people loved it because it was honest, and and uh, you know, and it was you know, and we so we started, and then I started just talking about my day and finding the joke in that in my day, um, and it's very easy to do with you, you know, you take notes and you, you know, yeah. you, you watch people. Yeah, especially if you live a if you have a, a, a strange disposition towards life. Yeah, that's great. So, so now you're doing comedy. You're doing crazy songs, funny songs. Yeah, yeah I'm doing. I, I, yeah, I'm kind of. Yeah, I'm leaving the music and I'm going into comedy. Doing more comedy. And I. What I, what is uh, that? I um. Uh, I go through some hard times. I know you had. You definitely had some hard times. I know that you had the. You had like the digestive situation and you had like an eye situation. Yeah. Well, uh, what happened at the, I ended up getting a job working at a rehab. Okay. And I have to say that was, it was the most magical moment because I got to help people. And one yeah. thing I enjoy in life is I really enjoy helping people. I enjoy, sorry. I really enjoy helping people and watching someone come in who's struggling and then seeing them in, you know, maybe a month or two months getting their life together, they're getting yeah, a job, yeah. they're talking to their parents again, they're they're building their ship again, and then you 
see them get on their ship and they go off and you're like, I was a part of that in a sense. And, and you, it's like maybe parenting in a sense. Um, so I really enjoyed that. And I really, and, but I, I became in, into workaholicism. Yeah. So I was working at the rehab, like literally six days uh, a week. And Made so it hard to do all the other, your creative stuff, I'm sure. Right. right. So that kind of went to the wayside and I was a, I was a really big smoker. Mm. So I would do this thing where I'd set out my cigarettes and I would count the hours I had to uh, work. So I had like an 18 hour shift. So there'd be 18 cigarettes out there. Mm. So I know how much closer I was to my shift to be over. Farley will adapt to an environment. <laughs> yeah, so I, I ended up doing that, and then I, um, like I said, I, I got, I wore myself out, and I ended up getting really sick. And we're going to Cedars. Mm. I know I, I got, I was getting really thin, and I was all the stress because every you're dealing with very yeah in high stress situations, which does transfer to the yeah, and hard I not to absorb a lot of that stress. So I, I was going to bed one night, and I was sweating, and I wasn't feeling well, and I. I told my girlfriend, Lisa, like, you got to take me to the hospital. She's like, you And just something in my mind knew that, like, if I don't go to the hospital now, I won't wake up tomorrow. So we oh, get geez. the Cedars. And I'll never forget, we walked in. And you know how you usually have to wait in line? They looked at me, and I was in a bed and, like, literally, like, oh, God. bam. And this lady is, like, uh, sitting. She's, like, shaking me. And she's like, you know, you're dying right now. Your, your organs are shutting down. Mm. I need to get this tube down you. Or your organs will shut down and you will die. Oh my god! And it was one of those wake up moments where you're sitting there going, you know, this is it. This is it. So I was in ICU and I was there, and it just it was one of those moments where you're just you are you start looking at life differently. What did you what What did they figure out was wrong? I mean, there's a time where they weren't sure, right? Well, yeah, they, they said it was a bacterial infection that could have got into my blood. Oh my god! And uh, and then there was. Um, and then, you know, I think I, and I had like colitis and, mm. and, uh, and, you know, I just had a, I, you know, they, and I remember there was these two, like they had these tubes in me and there's like these two buckets and they'd fill up with like this black stuff and then they would come and they would dump it and it just, and they were just like literally, you know, and I remember tubes the tubes of black stuff, what do you mean? Coming out of you or? Yeah, coming out of me. Like I had these tubes in me and like, like black stuff was like, and like these two tubes were like. On uh, each side of the bed, and they would come and they would dump them and they would they fill up again. And I, so after that, I uh, oh yeah, another funny part is I hadn't walked in like a few days, so they're like, oh, you can walk. Mm-hmm. So uh, my girlfriend thought it was really funny because uh, I didn't know that my thing was cut out. So what? Well, so I'm walking down the hall, my ass is hanging out. <laughs> and they're like, get him back. I you know I did that's fucking I, I didn't know and then so you you know, like a near death experience and they they were able to figure it out they were they were able to figure it out and I uh, you know I had to change diet to change the way I do things uh, but now I have a thing called uveitis and uveitis is kind of like it's you slowly go blind um, if they don't come up with a cure but it's kind of like kind of like going blind like very slowly you have this now I have this now. So, and, and I'm, I'm doing, I do, I get shots in the eyes. I'm doing all this oh, stuff, gosh. but you know, my doctor's like, you know, if we, you know, cause I go all the time and I do my thing, like, you're probably going to be okay. Yeah. You're going to be okay. But let's say I didn't do anything about it. Uh-huh. Like you, he's like, it's kind of like someone slowly turning the lights off in your life and then mm. you're blind. 
Like it's, it's a, but it's very slow. It's not like you're going to be the blind guy that gets the girl to become a comic. She's going to be this terrible right, comic. Right. right. Well, let's flip like it. Yeah. That, that's the sequel. <laughs> oh God, that's terrible. And so I, you know, and I, I got into dog walking. That's right. You're like the master dog walker. Yeah. I, uh, it could be a very lucrative business. It, it can, it can. I, I, I really enjoy dogs. I mean, I enjoy dogs are so honest. They're just like, rawr, rawr, need, rawr, rawr. you know, they tell you what's up. Yeah. Um, I can imagine you are such a uh, lovely guy that they, I'm sure people love you're, you're a person that someone would definitely trust with their dog. Yes. Because you're like, uh, I, I get it. you you, we, my girlfriend's dog is the most amazing I would kill for this dog. Right. It is like, I'm a, we're both obsessed with this dog. It's the best. I love this dog so much. It's like the greatest. If I could clone this dog. I mean, I want to get really successful so I could make clones of this little dog. It's so cute. But it's like, I, I could imagine like nothing else in my life. But if I didn't have to do anything, but just take care of this dog, I would be okay. I, you know, I, (laughs) I'm, and Jeff, being like a like, I'm so happy about, you know being in one of your videos. The one thing that that's like, I love your videos, and I'm like, I sit there and I think, why didn't anyone pick it up? Like, why, you know, like there's so many people that I've met in my life, like you know, you're super talented, and I'm like, why, like, why did anyone, you know, figure this out, or why, you know, it oh, it, it boggles my mind. I've because- had a lot of people come into my life and like, we're gonna do your show, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that, and I've. I've spent a lot of times being told that and nothing happens type of thing. I've I've been able to act in some movies, which has yeah. been exciting. Uh, You're in that movie I with Matt. Some, with Matt. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We were in Dog Eat Dog. Yeah. Um, I uh, I I just it's a matter you get it's a hustle thing. I I've, I've messed up a lot of things. I should never stop doing stand up. I fell into work in recovery so I could make money to f- afford to buy all right. this nonsense to make my videos. Uh, I don't know. It's still, I think that um, I have two movies that I'm in that are coming out and uh, they're supposed to be really good. So hopefully I can, I'd like to just be a working actor. I have film projects I'd like to make. You know, I have a bunch of songs I want to make into music videos. Um I th- I'm going to go do a gig. I, th- I think it's going to happen. Where I'm going to be able to make some money. Then I'm going to use that money to make my next music video. So I don't really know. I, I-, I guess to be make it really successful, you need to be a sociopath, narcissistic, lunatic. Like a win at all costs. And right. I don't necessarily think I have a lot of that in me that cares that much. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I t- totally make I, I, I You need to be, and, um, and I, now I, I would, I don't know. I don't really know what the deal is. I mean, I, you have to be, you have to be pretty skilled. Uh, I'm not, I don't know if I think I'm the best business person. Right. You know, show business. I know how to do some show stuff that people like. And th- some things have happened, you know, but uh, I don't know. I don't really know how to answer that. Like, yeah. why am I not? Because I get that a lot, and I always feel and, and, like and I'm it's doing a compliment. Wrong. It's a compliment. Yes. I'm not trying. You know, <laughs> it's one of those things. Like, why didn't people wake up? Like, I want to shake. Like, no, I, I mean, I have. I've been very fortunate. To right. Stu- I, things have not. Like when I was doing stand up, I remember I was gonna. I did the three auditions for the Kilborn show. And I wanted to be on the Jimmy Kimmel show because I knew it had more 
possibilities. Right. And uh, I told the guy who booked it, and like, is there way I can do a showcase for you? Um, you know, and he's like, look, I can't look at you, Jeff. I know you're really funny. I haven't seen you, but I know, but I can only look at you if you're a minority, or you're female, or um, you know, gay or whatever. Right. So that was in 2000, like 2002, maybe. So at that point, I was kind of like, why am I? There's a lot of weird, like, why am I? doing this you know what i mean there was this whole weird thing right you have to be really disabled i guess so so now i've i've i figured out that you know i'm i would never tell people about my learning disabilities and all my flaws but now today i figured out my midlife crisis situation which is why i'm doing the podcast so i can go on through all this horrible stuff that's happened to me right uh so then somehow i can victimize myself into opportunity is what <laughs> No, I don't know. I I'm just being. I'm joking. Yeah. yeah well, I, I. But if I was, uh, I was in a film. Mm-hmm. I got cast in a film, and then they it was a studio film, and then I got uncast because they needed to cast a. They had to cast a minority mm. for the part to get uh, the tax credit. Ah. So I think if I really wanted to make it right now, I there's a part of me that thinks that I might be a woman. I would just go get the boob job, and then I would fast track myself to stardom. Tootsie 2020. Yeah, exactly. So, like, that's what it takes to make it. You got to have, I guess if I went full on activists, like, hating Donald Trump, like, completely crazy, that could be, you know, I'd d- dedicate my entire life to, to becoming that. I don't fucking know. I'm, I'm just doing stupid characters to make myself laugh and hope other people, you know, enjoy it. I, to become a star is... You'd have to be like now on a reality show or something. To, I don't fucking know. Well, I I I, I think today like TikTok uh, star. You gotta be yeah. You gotta be a TikTok t- star. You gotta be a YouTube star. You gotta yeah. be a you know whatever star. And I it's a I, lot of it's just a lot of nonsense. I like I, I could have the perfect life. Someone said yeah. you can do anything you want. I would like to um, I'd like to be in movies and do some TV. Uh, work but as a character actor. Work as a character. Yeah. I just I have my my own show. Yeah. Uh, like to have. What like, would your own show look like? Uh, I would do a. I want something like Roseanne. Like I love sitcoms. Like I love the jokes and yeah, the yeah. and uh, the funny situations. Uh, and I would like uh, to do that. And then I'd like to teach acting. Like I want to. I want to get back. Like I want to. Uh, if I had any success or whatever, I, I want to go help others and and teach yeah. and um, you know put together plays and uh, put that you know I really believe like that whole giving back. But you know if I got my own career, I think it would be. But I really want to do dramas. Like I really there's mm-hmm. a lot of um, like I love when you're doing a scene and it's really honest and people are really talking to each other and and I. And having that like that that energy exchange, yeah. and being able to be in a movie where uh, you know it brings somebody up, or someone walks out of the theater going, "Man, you know, I feel a little bit better about, about my life," or yeah. or that guy inspired me to not give up whatever dream or whatever road I'm on, uh, you know, th- those things. But you know, I I don't I don't need to like go out. And I don't need people to go, oh, this blah blah blah. Like I don't. You want to be involved in projects and stuff that help inspire other people you want that to tell funny, a story yeah they're funny and that are um you know that are you know that people will see but I, I feel like there's so much content today like i have some friends that are on some stuff but i'm trying to get through stuff that 
is our, I mean, there's like 10 years ago. Yeah. Right. And you're like, you're like, dude, I'll catch up <laughs> to your show. Trying to get into game of Thrones at some <laughs> right, point. Right, right, right. I hadn't even started that yet. Yeah, See, I got, I'm on season two. Right. See what I'm saying? So I, there's so much content that's like, Oh it's man, it's, everything's in specific niche. niche. Yeah. Uh, well, I think you just have to keep making stuff. You just keep doing stuff that you enjoy doing. I, the success thing, I don't know. I feel. I guess I, I am successful, I feel, because I've already been able to do all the things I was told I would never be able to do. Yes. So, yeah, I, and yeah, I like, yeah, and I think me and you, like... You, you just know. have to keep adapting to how to be a creative person. So you're, how did you come about doing your podcast? I came out doing my podcast because my friend Jeremy, mm-hmm. because uh, I, was, I was taking a really great stand-up class... Uh, this guy named Jerry Cor- Corley, mm-hmm. and I was and I was taking his class, and I, we were you know it was in Burbank, and you you write some jokes, and you go up on stage, and you work on it. It was really really good feedback, and it was really mm-hmm. coming together. And then COVID hit. Oh no! And um, and then I was going up to the store, and I started making friends at people at the store, and things yeah. were kind of like unraveling. Oh, this is looking great. And then COVID, boom. So my friend Jeremy was like, "Dude, you just got to just start a podcast." And so I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And so I just, my first idea was to do a, a show about helping others who are mm. struggling right now. Yeah, yeah. So I've interviewed, you know, you're going to be on it. And uh, I've just, I hate that word interview, but I had conversations with people and they talk about their life. And, you know, like some people talk about how they found um, Jesus and some people talk about how they found sobriety. Some mm. people talk about every, you know, um, what keeps them going. You know, what what is their... Uh, like I, uh, one friend, you know, he just had, a, he has a daughter and that's, that's all. And he thought he wanted, he like, he had success in Hollywood. He had money, he had this. And he said, the the most, uh, most amazing thing in my life is having a daughter. Mm. Like, he's like, dude, I've had all that stuff. And I, and I thought it was going to fill that hole, yeah, but nothing. having a daughter and being a dad, is just, dude, he's like, there's just, it's amazing. Yeah. Nothing fixes a hole yeah. inside. Yeah. I think once you figure that you have to fix yourself and then you can, then you can be a positive something in anyone else's life. But if your thing is wounded and you're trying to fix yourself with another thing, it's never going to work out. Well, and, and, okay. and the other thing is where with comedy and with uh, so much content today, there's, you know, there's something I might, I might not like, mm-hmm. but millions, like I'm just one person. Like yeah. I have one opinion. Like my opinion doesn't really matter. And like no one's opinions doesn't really, it's like, it's, you like what you like. Yeah, you know, as you like funny videos, or you like cat videos, or as you like Games of Thrones, or you like like there's an audience for for everyone. Yeah, yeah, there is. I I'm surprised because I have people messaging me that are listening to this, which is incredible. I figured it would just be there's probably ten people maybe listening to it now. Right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> more. No, I I get messages from people that I haven't maybe talked to in ten, fifteen, twenty years, and they're into it, and it's. It's a nice, it's a good way to, it's about connection, you know, and that's what it is like telling stories, uh, playing characters, doing anything like when you're, you're trying to do, you're doing music or you're expressing yourself. It's about human connection. And uh, especially in a world right now where I think people are, feel very isolated, people feel very alone. Uh, there's a lot of fear going on. So I think anything to do that can, that you can feel because your life experiences and you're a very funny person and you've naturally funny by like just your life experiences, but then having opportunities for to create a platform where people can express themselves 
as as I'm talking the entire show. <laughs> I just have a show, have yeah, a show yeah. where people come on yeah. and then just basically force them to listen to me talk about myself. I thought that would be a great show. No, 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 uh, uh, no. But just to have, uh, I wanted to have a like a a platform where there's people in my life that I think that are amazing that have participated in like stuff I've done creatively and what have you, so that other people can discover them and learn about them and where they came from and how we got to know each other. And uh, you're a very lovely person, Farley. I, I, you know, I, I, I try to be, and I, 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 for me, I see myself as a team player. Like I'm one of those people, like, I don't want to be the star. I want to be part of it. Part of something good. Yes. Which yeah. is everything I've ever done is a collaboration. Right. There's all the people involved and the people show up and they, uh, you want to make something fun. Well, and the other thing is, I think everyone counts from the guy who brings the lights to the guy who brings the food yeah, and course. brings the water. Like everyone, and you know, you have that amazing, uh, like just you know, when energy. It, yeah, when it's going well, it's yeah. it's like you know, it's a, and you know when it's not going well, you're learning how to make it better. Yeah, like I, I don't believe production. like there's any mistakes. Like so, coming out of COVID, you're gonna just like focus on the the stand up. You're gonna go. For, yeah, out of COVID, yeah, I, I've been writing a lot of stand-up, and I've been uh, working working on that and uh, funny bits and just learning how to work on, you know, making the laughs. And, mm. um, a lot but, of that is, is, is getting on stage and performing yeah. an awful lot. Well, the thing is, what I learned, I can do that at home. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and tape it. Uh, like I went and saw Bert uh, Kreischer. Yeah, he's very funny. Uh, great storyteller. He's great, and he told the story about having to put down his dog, mm. and I felt like it was the best moment of the night mm. because it was so honest. Yeah, and I, I I love him. At times, I feel like he's trying to make you like he's trying to be funny. Mm. But the best times I think he's funny is when he's just being him. Yeah, and he told the story about having to put down his dog and the family, and he's like he almost he's like crying. And I'm like, this is a real moment right here. This well, is yeah, a humanity. real humanity. People want to hear because it, it's so dark that people want to know there's humanity out there, right? Because we're just being bombarded with terrible, like we're involved in some sort of psyops war between like all the different news stations and like everything else, just making people feel terrible about themselves so they become better consumers. So that's where it's kind of funny where this world of podcasting has taken off, where people just want to have maybe in the background real conversation. Yeah. People be like real humans yeah. <laughs> that aren't. Yeah. So, so he's telling this story and he's talking, you know, they have to put down this dog and they, they call, they have to call this person like the, the killed the dog person. They call the kill the dog person. Oh, they come over. What an awful job that would be. <laughs> I know. What do you do? I kill dogs oh, all day, all night. Dogs sleep. Yeah. So, oh. uh, so they had to put the dog in the lady's car, you know, I think it's a full package. Like, you know, you pay for the death and then you give the dog to them and they cremate mm-hmm. it and, and send it to you in a little box with a little paw on top. But so they're putting the dog in and uh, they're closing up and his uh, daughter, Isla, goes, she's getting ready to drive away and she goes, call us if he wakes up. That's funny. And, and, and Bert's like, that's my daughter. Mm-hmm. And like this whole bit was just, I'm like crying, I'm laughing, but I'm crying. Like, this is a real... This is a really funny moment, but it's a real human moment. Yeah. Like I, I you know I love the like, you know, the boom 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 jokes and the, you know, dick and fart jokes. Those are all great. But when like I think that's what Pryor did. Like Pryor was when I watched him, he makes you laugh, but he hits you. Yeah. And like real. he hits you yeah. like right there and you're like, oh man. But you're laughing, but 
there's like these two things going on. Carlin as well. Yeah, brilliant. So how do people discover Farley? Um, how do they find your podcast? Okay, uh, this is a fun. I'm still trying to learn this stuff. Okay, uh, so you can go, you can type in, uh, just don't kill yourself today on an Apple or Google. Um, uh, I have a... Do you Ins- have Instagram, right? I have an Instagram page. Uh, and far- and if you listen to this and you can't figure it out, you can go to the YouTube and I'll have all the links underneath yeah. it. But if you're listening to it, what's your Instagram? Uh, Farley Podcast. And what else? Um, and then uh, Farley Podcast at Gmail if you want to email me. Mm. You know, uh, any anything, you know. I, I want to hear everything. Uh, and what else? That's it. I, I have. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm gonna get a phone number so people can text me. Just call in. Call in. Text. Text. Yeah. I, I think. I think everyone should have that. Yeah. So like, so like you get some good calls. You can play it on. You're like. Uh, yes, I know people do that. I think. Um, like questions. Like yeah. you'd be like, I'm gonna have blah blah. You wanna ask him any questions? Like, oh, Farley's coming in again. Well, yeah. tell people because I have people will message me and I'll have questions. And oh, then cool. I'll, then I'll answer it. Oh. I try to. Sometimes I just message them back, but I'll answer them on. Uh, I'm going to do the podcast, if I remember. So I have another question. So sure. how do you... I haven't done this solo yet. Mm. I haven't done a solo podcast. Yeah. And uh, so I'm starting two new podcasts. Oh, wow. One's called The Farley Farley Show. Uh-huh. It's a comedy show. And it's uh, and it's just, it's just it's just jokes. It's only 15 minutes. Uh-huh. And, and, then, um, and then I'm going to have another thing called Farley's Thoughts. And that's like a five-minute everyday podcast. Mm. So for five minutes, I'm just going to ramble about whatever, uh, you know, it could be... Um, you know, maybe I had some pooty in the pants or maybe I, uh, you know, the dog situation, yes. you know, and, uh, ra- uh you know, ra- ramblings Ram- and Farley's rambles. Yeah. And so I'm going to, you know, do that. But I just think you just keep making, making stuff and, you know, hopefully people will like you or her, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm into people not liking me. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I want to hear, I want to hear from the haters. I want to hear like, dude, you stutter too much and. You know, you look in between like uh, uh, Robert Smith and uh, and uh, I don't know. Well, you can do about anything. I uh, I have uh, different friends will come on and I just have them as like an Ed McMahon. So I'm not just talking to the camera because right. it's just then I lose my train of thought so they can help me get back on train of thought. And then I want to obviously interview people and have people on so then other people discover them. But I think you just do whatever. It's an open there's an open form, whatever you want to do, you know? Yeah. And I think another thing would be good to do is if you have like a zoom, like if you have people that are, you can see, I did a live, I did a show, did a zoom show and there was people there watching on zoom. And then I, as far as I guess it's almost, there's an element of stand up stuff. Cause I could see, cause I regress back to when I was a stand up. I'd right. see like, Oh, that's funny. And I would go down those different paths cause I'm getting a reaction from people. Right which is kind of weird for me to do something where you don't even know unless I'm like as hired as an actor to deliver some lines or something, I can figure that out. But it's kind of funny if you're just fucking around and, right. and with that by yourself completely alone, I, it would just get weird. But a lot of people are good at doing that too. That's an art form in itself. Yeah. I, there's I, some comedians that do that all by themselves. They just, and they just kind of probably have a, like an outline of stuff, stories, Stuff. Maybe they're working on for material and they'll discover it in the middle of it. I like to have someone I can at least feel the energy of right. playing off of because then it's just too nuts. 
Yeah. I get two in my head and I would be like, this is terrible. I wouldn't even be able to, with this, I don't even think about it. And since someone else is involved, it makes me let it go. You know, cause if it was just me, I, I couldn't even deal with it. it would, yeah. <laughs> cause I'd have to listen back to it. Oh yeah. my God, it'd be terrible. We've been going on, how long, we've, we've done it, Farley. We've oh, we done it. Anything, let me, t- anything you want to say. Oh, um, I always, I just want to say thank you for letting me be on the podcast. Um, Jeff, I love you a lot and you're amazing. Well, I and feel the same I, way I, about you, Farley. I hope I said some great things. I, I always, like, I feel like, uh, you know, I'm very uh, hard on myself. Of course. I'm like, oh, maybe I didn't, you know, maybe I wasn't funny enough. It doesn't, it's not about that. And, I mean, you know, maybe, oh, I can tell the story. And, uh, but, you know, um, more to come. Yeah. And I, I think we should definitely do that tap dancing thing. That's a good idea. And we just got to figure out what costume to wear. Yeah, we could maybe do some Shakespeare and tap tap dance some Shakespeare. Yeah, <laughs> uh, or uh, we could do uh, just original monologues. Original monologues. Yeah. We could do um, commercials. Yeah, we could figure out some terrible commercials with tap dancing. Yes, you guys, are gonna help sell. We could help sell your business. We could shoot a commercial where we are tap dancing. Come on down to Bob's Toyota. Yeah, and buy a whatever a pickup truck. Pickup truck. Uh, tap dancing away. Yeah. Like a terrible tap dancing duo. Yeah. But yeah. I'm, 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 you know, make up the whole thing. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta find my tap dancing shoes. I know I have them. I think in my storage unit. Really? Yeah. I, I bought tap dancing shoes because I was going to do a full on tap dancing thing. Yeah. And it just, I, t- I don't know what happened. I don't know. I just, I have a lot of things I want to do. I just haven't done them yet or I haven't, it just hasn't fit into, the situation to do mm-hmm. it but yeah that's on the that's on the to-do list yeah just because there's something that is a beautiful art form tap it is. dancing. It, it is it is and it, it needs to come back yeah we're gonna bring it back you know um <laughs> you know like ring sexy back or bring it you know bringing this back yeah I could do some maybe we'll do a song or something with tap dancing yeah there's I, a lot I, happening folks this has been another another episode of the jeff hilliard show Farley, check him out. Farley is, is amazing. If you remember the Good Life music video at the end when the homeless character is getting a blowjob, that's from Farley. Me. Fucking nailing it. Thank you all. Uh, I love the messages. If you have questions, you want me to answer stuff, you can send those to me. I will. I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm excited you're even listening to this and watching it. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. You.